make a start? What are we going to call it? This is the whole thing. We don't actually know what we're going to call it, do we? Um, no, we'll, 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 we'll work on it. We'll come with it. We may maybe ask people to come up with a name for it. Yeah, I suppose we can. That's not yeah. a bad idea. If if anyone is is thinking about... Two miserable old gits. <laughs> we could call it two miserable old gits. Why not? Right. And friends. So. So. Yeah. Hello. It's day one. I didn't tell you. So today I put a post on Instagram um, because... I wanted to share the sort of the journey mm. of people and I, I, I really went out of my comfort zone and I did a speech on, um, you know, how excited I was today to be here. And um, yeah, it's sort of like a culmination of like two years, maybe three plus a bit of COVID. But it was this sort of for us, it was like this chance meeting. Mm. And I thought maybe you could explain it. You could probably explain it better than me. Well, Your memory seems to be better than mine. <laughs> so it's it, the, the the crazy thing about all of this sort of stuff is that you you're always talking about coincidences and and, and bichette and fate and things like that, and and you it's only when it happens you go oh, wow. Mm. And so for, for for people listening watching, um. We had, we both would uh, work in in a in a co working place, and we'd see each other. Um, I think we recognise each other's faces from. If if I re remember correctly, go on. I think it was Shenley Cricket Club the first time I met you. We were doing a bar mitzvah. Yeah, but I think I think we had seen each other in oh, in yeah. the co working place before that. But it was I yes, was, you're oh, right. I it was, was attracted to you. Yeah, yeah, yes, there was there was that as well. <laughs> See, one of the things about this is although it's actually quite a uh, a heavy topic, one of the really important things is is that we both do go from serious uh, trauma, grief, and upset into humor and comedy and back and forth and i don't know if that's a that's a mixture of a defense mechanism but it's also the way that i am yeah and probably the way that you are and it's just this is how it is well i, I remember when i met you for the when i sort of first had to say something to you and, and i'm not the sort of guy who introduces himself to people mm. right i'm quite sort of introvert people or not uh, always been quite socially awkward and that was one of the reasons i went into the djing because mm. it was sort of like for me it was like i wanted to get out of my shell out of my comfort zone and it was a bit of escapism for me and i remember seeing you at this party and the first memory i have of you was you stressing because you'd left something in the car the oh, it was about five minutes yeah, from the start phone. it was my phone and you were <laughs> running unusual around, there then you were running around like a michiganer and it was like you know i was just like I'm about to DJ here and I've got the photographer, the videographer, sorry, who was just like, just not ready. <laughs> well, I was ready. I just couldn't find my phone. <laughs> yes. So that was, it, everything else was fine. It was my phone. <laughs> um, no, so we digress. So, yeah. um, so I, for some, yeah, we did, we did meet there. You had a torn ACL. I did. I was wearing a boot. You were wearing a boot and you were DJing on a stool. I was. And. Um, Very old school. Yeah. And <laughs> then it must've been after that. I don't. It, it was probably the January, February before lockdown, wasn't it? As yeah. as lockdown was kind of happening, nearly happening, but none of us knew it was happening. Correct. And and we got talking because I obviously was interested. 
you know, and trying to see how you would maybe do more video work with what you do. And you were like, oh, I'm very shy. I don't like doing this. And we would, and you sent me something that you had read. And I was like, yeah, it's, in. it's all about training and getting you to do it. And that was all fine. And then I think you, I noticed the tattoo on your arm and I was like, oh, what? what's that and it's a great segue and then you showed me your tattoo yeah. which is which is that which is maddie may maddie may for those who don't read hebrew and and i recognized that straight away as maddie yeah and, I, and and you sort of i don't even think you actually explained why i knew why people that have tattoos of of, of names have it for a reason either it's someone they love and have someone they've loved and lost. They, they, they don't just go, oh, I'm just going to have a, a, a random name. Well, some people do. Some every people, name that yeah, they don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. every name of people they know. I mean, let's be honest. Do they? Well, certain. Okay. Okay. Sure. I mean. And then so naturally <laughs> I saw that and I was like, matter. And then we both looked at each other like, shit. Yeah. And. Yeah. And that was, that was the moment. I think we both looked at each other and went, wow, that's. That's that's too crazy. I remember after that point, and after sort of wanting, I think, to just give you a massive hug. Um, I don't think I did, but I wanted to. Um, I think you probably did. I think we probably did. It's not. It's not one of those. It's not one of those moments where you're like, oh, you know, Johnny. I know Johnny. That's amazing. It's not that. It's but, it's so much more. Well, the, than the, that. the thing that I remember the most about that moment was why did you do it there? Why did you have the tattoo on the inner arm, the same left arm that I had the same Okay, so let me that, ask you, why did you have it on your inner left arm? The same reason you did, which, which is basically it, it is where the main artery of your body flows to your, your heart. And well, I've had it because it's obviously close to my heart. Um, but, I mean, the, the main vein runs, from what I understand, all the way here to, to your heart. And it meant that Maddie would carry on living within me. And I think you sort of said, "Touche." It's, 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 it's the same thing. It's just, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's. It, I mean, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. To be really. fair, mine looks better on me. I mean, that that yours. Yeah, but that I work out more. Yeah, it doesn't. It it does. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't work. People can read yours. It's, this this is what I mean about going from talking about. In, in honestly, the death of a child to make to actually going look, the tattoo looks better on me. But that's the. But that's the whole crazy thing about it, and that I made myself laugh. That's, yeah. that's, that's the that's one of the bizarre things about grief and about the way that people handle grief. You've got to laugh, and I think what I've learned. I mean, you're you're much further, and we, we'll talk about our journeys in other podcasts. But you're 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 much further down the line, and what does that mean? Well. Your your daughter died many years ago. Two thousand and five. And my daughter died in two thousand and seventeen. Oh. And there are different from what I've learned, there's different stages to grief. And the fact is it doesn't get easier. Um it um, it, it, it gets easier for different reasons. And what I mean by that is for me. Um, talking from my own experiences, life is easier without Maddie because Maddie had special needs. Because you're, yeah, you're. But it doesn't get easier. 
No, because what you were dealing with was different to what I was dealing with because I was just dealing with a, air quotes, hate people that do air quotes, normal child. Yeah. You know, a four-year-old, healthy, fit. Everything was about to start school. Nothing was nothing was untoward. Ear infection, okay, ear infection, you know. Yeah. No no hindsight and you know, sorry, hindsight and crystal balls, everything wonderful. It's great to have that, but no one does. Mm. Um and yeah, you know, you were in a very different different place to begin with. You were in a very different starting place. And so everything you were doing before that, your workload was colossal. I just had a child. That was my workload with with a younger brother. That was that was my workload. You you didn't have, I suppose, in a way, and again, something else we'll, we'll brush on in more detail later on. Um, my grief had actually started probably ten years earlier, mm. because when Maddie was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, that is a form of grief anyway. It's a form of loss because you're not going to be getting that child you anticipating mm. or so in a way we probably started the grieving process at the same time so with cerebral palsy because again yeah. I'm, I'm i'm not an expert there is there is a a, a sort of a life shortening expectancy isn't there it's, no no it can it can i mean that's that's my, my, my that's my call it yeah. it's just not something that i know and and that then that's part of this process as well is educating people um to the processes is out of your is out of your hands what happens um and there isn't a lot of support for that type of grief either life-altering grief <laughs> i suppose and you know you, you you try and rely on people to, to to you know you try and find people to talk to and the only person there is to talk to really is a therapist but then you need to find a therapist who has actually had similar life experiences as well so it's almost like passing down your knowledge to the next generation, which is part of why we're doing this podcast, right? A hundred percent. Because this is, you know, when and we'll keep going backwards and forwards. I think we we jump there and come back here and move there, and, and that's just well, it's certainly how my but, my mind works. But that's what I found. I remember when when we were in mourning, yeah, sitting shiver in mourning. Uh, for for Madeline, and um, oh, it all just and there was a um, very close friends of of my, of my of my my mother, my parents, and they'd also lost their daughter. It's amazing when when these things happen. You even though you know it's funny you you know that people have been through similar things, but for some reason it's left your mind and your memory until this has happened to you. And then you go, oh, my God, yes, this is. And and I remember. Uh, but that, that was the feeling, sorry, that feeling I got when I first met you and I saw that tattoo. It was like, oh, my God, there's someone there. Yeah. And, and so I remember she said to me when she had lost her daughter, there were people that came up to her. You know, so you're talking... It's like generational, isn't it? Yeah. Of, of people that have five years previously, 10 years, been 20, 30, you know. And, and she gave her words of wisdom and she's now giving me words of wisdom. Um, and that was now, you know, you think about it to 2005, um, all those years ago. 
and then you suddenly find yourself years later not not just you but, but other people and they're just starting their journey mm. and you're there now 15 16 years in your journey and you're now giving them and that's kind of in a way it's it's part of our own therapy because we're then becoming the not the therapist but we're then giving giving our words of wisdom or our how we've got through or, or look at me now I, i'm now what, 12 years mm. further down the line than you and i'm still here mm. and we're still having a laugh and we're still living and we're still we're still we're still fighting every day every day and i think which is a really important point you mentioned it was a woman that you met is that correct yeah yeah, yeah. and i've spoken i haven't hidden the fact that i've had therapy since probably the age of 18, um, whether it was <laughs> various hypochondric conditions or whatever. I'm not going to go too much into detail yeah. on that. But the fact is that, you know, whether it was um, the, these different processes, the people that I met in terms of therapy weren't necessarily people I'd experienced what I'd experienced. And what I found is that the one thing that seems to be missing and my most recent therapist has, has sort of verified this, is that men don't talk. And, well, uh, well, okay, and, so, and right. a, a woman, sorry, and a woman's, men do talk, but women, <laughs> not always a sense, but a woman's view and perspective on grief is a very different one to, 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 to a certain extent, in my opinion, and I'm not going to speak for the world, but from my opinion, to what a man's uh, perspective is on it and how we cope. And I, 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 it's horrible to say, but this is going to happen to hundreds and thousands of people. Well, we, we, we weren't the first. No, and we're not going to be the last. Be the last, not at all. It's actually just to, when, when this happened to me and you speak to people that are older have been through more and a lot and they tell you gosh i remember when we were growing up you know the the bells in the church were ringing all the time because children were dying and we do forget that we've, we've lived a privileged life oh my gosh well i mean yeah we have in some look, respects when i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm middle class i'm not really um, the, 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 I, let, let me not, let's not talk about generation uh, sort of you know where we are in society because the fact is there is probably three or four different classes in society now um, but ultimately you know I have lived a luxurious life but I have felt what other people have felt by my own experiences and I can relate like from local authority and how they it's, deal that's, with that's 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 a part of this process. But even but even and even for you, the way you know the da your daughter's diagnosis was met missed completely missed completely missed. Well, it was it was missed until the autopsy. It's exactly the same as the way we had to fight uh, to get Maddie carer's allowance, or we had to fight to get her into a certain school because they would categorise Maddie in the same cerebral palsy bracket as a child who has 360 um, con a condition 
oh, there's a cerebral palsy school down the road. You're going to go to that school. Well, that wasn't the right school for her. People who may not be sort of so fortunate as me are probably in a much worse situation. And what I'm trying to say is that we're not, you're not the only people out there who have felt that pain and that heartache and whatever experiences and we, we can, you know, we can offer, that's what we're here for. And, and in a way I want to invite people and we do this part of the podcast is to invite people to talk and share their experiences and see if we can try and find a way forward for uh, men um, and families who are literally at their wits end. Um, you know, your coping mechanism was videography, I suppose. It was your escapism. Even a bit of building work. I don't know. Anyone else. It's just, just, you know, I, I, I remembered in, in, in there were occasions after, after we lost Madeline and you, I, I remember I was reading an article and it was a, a German footballer. I think it was a goalkeeper. I can't remember who he played for and he lost his daughter. Yeah. Um, he killed himself. Wow. And when, when that happened, I almost wanted people to read that and realize shit. Yeah. This is, this is what this does to people just because I'm on the outside I'm there and I'm working and I'm doing stuff and some people this is what this is how much it affects people mm. and I wanted people to see that to go don't think for a minute that I'm just hey I'm fine I'm cool I'll get on with it Look, I, I know people are people are in all sorts of mental states anyway and it doesn't necessarily always take you know, the, the death of a child for someone to do that. And there's some awful tragedies where, where people are taking their own lives for whatever reason that for the average person is like, why have they, why have they done that? They had footballers, you know, you hear footballers and managers that have just done it. You're like, they're successful. They're, you know, they're successful in their career. They've got money in the bank. They've got a beautiful family, a beautiful house they got, and they go and do that. So everyone has different, mm. but I, I, I remember. So when it came to coping mechanism, I honestly, um, well, for me, I was still working in children's television. So it was in the in the middle of series three and four or four and five. I can't quite remember. And there just so happened that there was a gap. We'll, and put, I, we'll put some links on yeah. so you can watch it. And, um, and I was due to go back, you know, whatever, I think a month and a half later on. I remember having a meeting with the producer and everything. And they were saying, you know, you you sure you want to come back? And I was like, well, of course I'm going to come back. A, because it's work. I, I, I still need to earn that money. I can't, no one else is going to, I'm not going to get any help. Mm. Who's going to help me? I'm, I'm self-employed. They're not going to go, oh, Lee, you've lost a child. All right, here you go. Here's, here's, here's a few thousand. No one's going to do that. Um, and it was also what I did. I was, I was working on a prime time Saturday morning BBC one show. I mean, if ever there was a plug, there, there, there was a plug there. Um, why would I give that up? And also, and 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 totally honestly, 
okay, my, my daughter and my youngest son, who's now 19 at the time, so he was my youngest son at the time, he's now 19, they would watch me on television. I would come back, Daddy, Daddy, we've seen you on telly, wonderful. Mm. There are still a million other children watching that show, mm. wanting to see me and the other people. And there are other children that could be terminally ill. They could be having awful times at home. They could be... So there's still a very good reason to go and do it. Because um, you've got a choice. You just get on with life or you just curl up in a corner and give up. That's my... Yeah, but for me, there were times and there were two occasions where I did give up. Um, How? In what, in what way? Mentally or just... Yeah, I think uh, if I wasn't... I wasn't sort of fearful of my life or anything like that. But on two occasions, I would be literally sitting there just staring at a wall and days would pass. And... You see, that never... That didn't... Yeah. Didn't and, 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 and this is what I'm saying. It affects people in different ways. Totally. But... I knew that I always had to be there for my other two girls and I had to support a family and I had work, my own business, which was my escapism. And now I look at work and it's like my house. I'm now separated, uh, divorced. Um, I want to edit that. I'm now divorced. Um, and... But that's actually quite that. That's sort of like a new journey for me, and you know that that's another story that we need to discuss at some point. Because that, that's a whole that's yeah. a whole other to, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, me and Tamar, you know, we've been together. Yeah. I, I better get exactly. this right. We've but, been together since two thousand. But that's what and makes, we're together still. But, but that what's make that's what makes the sort of the two of us so sort of compatible in a way because our experiences of the the uh, grieving process has been a very different journey. You know, I realized that things weren't right in my life and having to change them or move out of home and lose two other children to a certain degree was heartbreaking as well. So when my latest breakdown came, it was a month after my divorce. It was, you know, I was coming out of it when I saw you uh, this year, last year. And I realized that I was now grieving the fact that I couldn't, be there for my children like I wanted to be. And that's that's all part of that initial loss because I have the same thing. You know, my eldest son, 19, you know, um, my daughter, 16, they're going to be... You, you had you had three children after, didn't you? We had three children. And how many after Madeline passed? So I say that... What... So when Madeline passed, yes. did you have another child afterwards? Finn. Finn. Right, Finn, right, so... Madeline was born first. Mm -hmm. Finn came along um, two and a bit years, nearly three years later. Then we lost Madeline. So Finn was 18 months when we lost Madeline. We then had Maisie. We then had Bo. <laughs> and then we had Amos. And he's 62. <laughs> and, Finn, and Finn is now 19. But, but the thing is, is that the thought of them leaving home even now, thinking about it, it, it rips me apart. One yeah. part of me is like, wonderful, go. The other part of me is, I can't, I, I don't, because because I see it almost like 
losing another child. And mm. I think that's all that's all part of what that does to it. It fucks you up. Mm. And 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 still all those it's so, you know, sorry to tell you, but still 15, 16, 17 years later, it fucks you up. Mm. And your whole thought process on on so many things that that would normally be quite normal mm. not you think the most b bizarre things you're like why am i thinking that my son isn't gonna leave me for it but yeah how how quickly though after you know Ma madeline passed did you say we're gonna have another um it wasn't ages after funnily enough i i can't remember exactly when i'm not even going to try and remember the exact date because if i'm wrong i'll get into trouble and but it wasn't i think because we were ne we were never going to stop at not we were never going to stop at two we never said two that's it no more mm. we never said that so and it also felt actually very wrong for the existing child because we had one we then had a second so we've got two and you've now gone back down to one. Well, you want to at least try and get back to mm -hmm. where you were. Um, so we 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 had and we had Maisie. So we had a girl, and that in itself was like, yeah, because you've lost a girl. But you're never you, you know, and you agree with me on this. You're never replacing. No, 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 not yeah. not no, not at all. And now and that was that was the point I was yeah trying to get. But to then that. also, what happens is that. Again, it's a whole different subject. This is why the whole subject, you could just go on for hours and, yeah. and hours and hours, is that you've now got another daughter. Yeah. And for that daughter, as she's growing up, is she going to think, am I a replacement? Am I, are they going to compare me the whole time? But this is interesting. So this is where I was going with this. So basically, when Maddie was diagnosed, obviously my immediate reaction is, I want my wife to have a normal birth and you know and we both are sort of instigated the fact we're going to have a baby as soon as possible another one we only really wanted one child at the time okay and emily came along 18 months later and and made the best blessing of ever but as maddie grew, grew a bit older so three four we realized how much potentially of a burden and that's a horrible word to use, but Maddie would necessarily be one day for Emily. These are all the these are the sort of thought processes that go through you. Everyone goes through it, whether 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 you whether you're dealing with the issues that myself or Tamar will have, and what we put onto our new children, and equally the issues that they're going to have, that they're the baggage they're well certainly Finn is going to have to carry, and Maisie. Mm. Not so much the next one, but it's 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 yeah. still there. And and then we were like three four years later, we're like, okay, we can't put all this burden on Emily when we're old and grey. I'm already grey, but you know, we'll let it go. <laughs> and <laughs> the grey shirt doesn't help either. You, but you still bought uh, actually more hair than me. Just, it's just grey. I'm just grey. It's grey. It's just boring. And and then <laughs> and then uh, Matilda came along. And we sort of said, well, Matilda can support Emily and they can, you know, and, and Matilda, another amazing blessing and great little footballer, by the way. And, um, yeah, then the divorce happens and you feel like all your kids are sort of been taken away to a certain degree. And, you know, it's hard. And 
then you meet someone and throughout that whole process after Maddie passed I was like I want another child not to replace her but just to fill a hole so and I'll let you I'll let you you know it's it's (laughs) it's when you know because for for Tamar it was it was different um because Madeline was emergency cesarean and after that it was discovered yes they're all going to have to be cesarean so she's actually never had a natural birth so mm-hmm. to speak um and she couldn't have any more sorry she couldn't have any more after that no she could that? it yeah. just would never be natural it would right. be it would be cesarean okay it would have to be a c-section um and so obviously had madeline had finn had Maisie had Bo, and we decided then okay we've now got it always sounds so crazy you got it. a five-a-side football team. we've we're, we've now we've now got three surviving members it, it sounds really yeah. strange but we've now got three um you know what and and the, the obviously the the um obstetrician like yeah. okay you've now had four cesareans that's kind of yeah well we were told three was enough yeah <laughs> i meet people that say oh we only thought you could have two well there, there was yeah. there was a woman on tv yesterday i think who had 12 i mean kids cesareans no i think kids yeah. but she must few of them must have been cesareans right well, some of them um <laughs> i could say so, yeah um and so when and i remember i'd actually had um tamar had gone away to the netherlands she'd gone She's Dutch, gone back to the Netherlands for a bit. And I think I was given tickets to see Roger Waters do the wall at the O2. Um, and I got a call from Tamar. I can't remember if I'd just been to the concert or it was the day before. It might have been the day before, actually. She's like, you know, I've got that, I've got that metallic taste in my mouth and, and I'm just... You know, got you know, and I, I'm I'm late because I might need to go and get a pregnancy test. Now, obviously, this is this is from she's going to kill me for saying this, but this is from a woman that you know. Um, look, we were and this again is a topic for another an, an, another after another another uh, podcast. But you know, we were still a couple. We still have needs and wants. Yeah. You know, we're still humans and we're still a couple and we still love each other. Um, but on that, on that one occasion, it's like, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. Honestly, my, my cycle is, is, it's all good. We're all good. Trust me, I'm a woman. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And when she said, I think I'm going to need to go and get a pregnancy test. And I'm like, you're not going to need to get a pregnancy test, I think. But yes, go and get And of course, she was pregnant. Now, what you got to understand is that this was now going to be her fifth cesarean. Um, we were kind of... So this was this would have been two thousand and eleven ish, two thousand and ten, two thousand eleven, um, and so it's six years after we've lost Madeline, and you're kind of got your life onto some kind of you know you've been like this, but you're now kind of you just so please God, hopefully in a year or two you might find that you're just at that nice that plateau. You, you know what? I'm I'm good. I'm in a good place now mentally. I'm kind of I'm there. And then for me, that was like, nah. Really? Yeah, I I struggled because I didn't want my wife to go through a fifth cesarean. 
emotionally the whole pregnancy and baby because we've lost a child i didn't i couldn't i couldn't take the emotions of, of going through birth newborn coughs colds illnesses i couldn't do it i couldn't do it. selling it <laughs> i couldn't do it yeah. because because in my mind and still now cough oh my god mm. because that's how it all started yeah and and so that doesn't change. Well, that that, that that's interesting. your heart misses a bit. Well, that that's the interesting point. And, I, and so and so very quickly, just to finish yeah. off, is that that Tamar and I had we had a lot of arguments about having having another child, and then it turns into then you're speaking to other friends. This is all has a this this actually all works to what we're discussing. Then what you're having is you've got the whole woman man thing. So you're speaking to all of her friends that are pretty much saying to you how dare you how dare you even talk about this subject yeah she's the mum and i mean this with all the love in the world she's the mum yeah and it's up to her yeah not you you're you're a man you don't have any no how dare you you're a you're a you're a you're a, you're a murderer <laughs> and and that's that's not but i mean it's that's yeah. not but for me mentally it was really really hard mm. but then what that means is that you don't have guys mm. to talk to about well, this. this. This is it, and 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 you know, from my story, you know, I separate, and then I'm like, I still want one. Um, re uh, year and two years ago, I met an amazing girl, and she's 42, has never had a child. So it was, it was the elephant in the room from day one of our relationship, and. My fears were, is it going to happen again? Um, and also her health as well. And, you know, it was a, it was potentially a deal breaker. So something had to give. As I said before, very quickly, it fucks you up. Yeah. And, you know, we found out last week they were expecting in September. Save that one till now, didn't you? And I don't even know why I get emotional, Paul. <laughs> but this is what it does. This, yeah. This this is what the whole thing does. Yeah. Is that you're, you know, you're kind of, you're part of this journey with 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 someone, and um, yeah. By the way, Lee didn't know about that. No, I, I truly, <laughs> I truly didn't know. That's why. That's why I'm getting all. Um, I don't even. And I thought I'll be the one in tears today. I mean, he's, he's cried twice, right? Because, was, because I haven't even started. Because I don't know. It, it, it's you. You try to remain very calm and very on an even keel, and it's it's this whole. It's a plaster. That's all it is. It's just a plaster. It's a little elasto plaster, just a very thin plaster, and it's there and it holds everything in. Mm. But honestly, it takes two seconds for it to come off and whoosh. I mean, I've had a pain from ripping the hair off first, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then, but then, then that's <laughs> it. You're, you're just, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've always been, um, I've never been frightened to show emotion, but, um, yeah, you know, you, you can just, you, 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 as uh, I said in my Instagram post today, you, you inspire me. And me? Yeah. Because Did you hear that tomorrow, I inspire someone. Yeah. But why? Because 
the way you've dealt with this from what I've learned and okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to get deeper into yeah, it. But, but how have I dealt with because it? Because the way you talk and the way you put me at ease, um, that... I don't knowing take, the, I don't knowing the compliments well. I know. I can Still tell. Don't. I can tell the way you're holding. Oh, no, that, that's no. I, I, <laughs> I psychology there. Um, but genuinely, you know, you, I, I couldn't have asked for anyone else to come into my life. And we, we, we brushed this in the start, and I know we've got to wrap this up in a minute. But you know, one thing you didn't say at the start, which is also stuck in my head, and it's just popped back in, is you meet someone not just for a season, but for a reason. I like that. And but it's true. Yeah. And the, 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 this meeting um, was not, was, this chance meeting was for a reason. Yes. Just to j j jump forward a bit though, yeah. before you, so I was... There's me trying to wrap up and he's carrying on. I'm not, so, I'm not, not, ready, not ready to wrap up just yet. <laughs> but the, the, going back to the meeting, though, because we had we had spoken... We hadn't spoken about this, no. But it was—I can't remember because I was—I was in the airport. I was going off to Lisbon. Yeah, no, I—I I, I already part of my um, my September moment, I'll call it. Um, I already devised um, various ideas of what I wanted to do, and one thing that I really wanted to do was something that was going to honor my Madeline's um, legacy and I didn't think of podcasts at the time I don't think and thank god for pandemic yeah and again you going into the pandemic and then setting up all your streaming stuff well I had to make some money uh, you know it, it, it sort of and, and the way it's become so massive at people getting the opportunity to speak, but that's it. It's 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 people realizing that that if it means that this is the only way that people get to talk, yeah, but also get to listen and go, yeah, yeah, you know, um, and on that, and then we will be obviously doing a lot more of these, and and we want to reach out. I hate the word reach out. I'm going to reach out to people. I can't stand it. However. There are lots of people out there that we really do want to speak to, and we want them to speak to us and be part of. Look, this. we 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 haven't done massive amounts of research, and the only the only, the only you only got to delve in to, and suddenly yeah, you I get mean, all these guys but, going me me me. Well, me. exactly. But the the the, the 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 point I'm making is that loss or grief is out there at the moment. And it is all connected to mental health, ultimately, and how you deal with mental health and how you use coping mechanisms, et cetera, to get through that. But ultimately, um, mental health and all that tends to sort of stem, and those people who are doing podcasts, from what I have understood, tend to be talking more about the loss of a elder relative and other you know, and we all suffer that. I lost my mum as well. The same week she was diagnosed with cancer, the same week uh, Madeline was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. So I then had a three-year journey of that. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking to outdo you, Lee. I mean, uh, you know, I'm trying to trump there's, there's, you. There's, there's, there's this whole thing as well about, isn't it, is that you, 
I, I, on on that, I, it's very briefly, about a year later, I had problems with my hearing. And I remember going to see a, a doctor. I think I might have told you this. And I went to go okay. and see the doctor. Okay. Um, and sent me off. Uh, I went to see the bushy uh, Clementine Churchill private. Well, this goes back to the privilege. Anyway, digress. And I remember going in to see him. So this is not even a year after. And I, I love the way he had to say the Clem and the best doctor. I, no, he was not. He was not the fucking best doctor. This is the whole point. And I remember walking into the room. It's not even a year after I've lost Madeline. And I had problems with my 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 hearing. I think because I just finished doing the TV show. And anyway, awful ringing in my ear. And I went to the doctor and sort of explained as I do quite openly. Okay, this is what's happened. This is me. So and so, you know, um, I've done this. I've done that. Um, I, I work in the events business, but I'm always wearing earplugs. So and so and so. Um, and I've lost my daughter. And you know, he said, right. He said, oh, no, sorry, I didn't mention my daughter. He said, but let me have a look. He said, well, it could be all sorts of things. It could be. Um, it could be trauma. It could be stress. Um, it could be a tumor. I oh, know, and 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 I actually think I I had a great, great, isn't it? Could be a tumor. It could be hearing. You know, could be hearing loss. Could be you might die, or it could, and or it could be stress. I said, well, I said, I said I did actually lose. Yeah, I did actually lose my daughter a few months ago. To which his response to me was yes, because I lost my father um, a while ago, and yes, it can be quite quite stressful. And I'm looking at him going. There's nothing. Of course, it's stressful, but but he was in his eighties, nineties. Mm. It's kind of expected. Mm. We never like it when it happens, and even if you're younger, in your case, it's never. It's always expected, but you never enjoy it. But I was talking about my four-year-old daughter, and yeah. I hadn't even been six months, seven months, and there he's go. Yeah, yeah, it can be quite stressful, and you're sitting there going, "Did he just?" And I remember he then stood up. Okay, they were going to do an MRI. Um, he said, "We'll try not to crash your car on the way home." Those were his words to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, Speechless. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I would talk. Uh, so it's that whole grief, that, yeah. that competition of yeah. grief that you never it, try to. Yeah. I mean, it's like when the doctor turned around to us when when he was sort of looking at the x-rays and he said, it's something along the lines of, we said, well, how, how you know, can we, can we fix the brain damage? And he said, what happens when a plane crashes in the jungle? That was his an analogy he used. And it... <laughs> I think it was something like that. And it was like, what? I suppose in... <laughs> Bedside manner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, not, not in his defence. I, I, I remembered after, after we had the autopsy, and we'll go into this in more detail other times, I remember speaking to the, the, the consultant paediatrician at the time who was, and I will come into later on, hit an amazing guy. And he never knew about this until after. So he is totally yeah. um, amazing, amazing, Dr. Warren High, amazing guy. I know, Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maddie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But he came, in, he came into the equation after. Right. So he didn't even know about yeah, this yeah, until yeah. after. And I remember we were it's discussing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember we. Re I remembered we we were chatting with him, talking about, you know, what it was like. Ugh, what it was like for Madeline, and and I remember him saying, you know, quite openly, she was dying. Mm. You know, it's not similar to the whole plane crash. You know. It's a fact. Mm. And I know you don't like it, but she was dying. So, yes, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. And it's a horrible thing that doctors sometimes, and I, I, this is why I don't, I don't, you know, they, they can't, they can't, they can't sort of dress it all up in cherries and, and, and they, they can't say to you, well, you know, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to fix the damage. No, we, we, we can't. And sometimes in their defense, sometimes, 
The only way to say it is actually just being totally truthful and saying, look, you, you need to you need to know about it. You might we can leave it another week or two weeks to tell you, but listen, in our experience, because they unfortunately have a lot of it, I'm just gonna have to tell you it's like a plane crashing in the jungle. And and he's right. And is would it was it right for him to say it then? Is it right for him to leave it? Is it right for him to give you a week or two of thinking, do you know what? We we might be okay. She might be able to No, she won't. So why yeah. Lie. Yeah. It's not always right, but like he said to me, look, she it was two days before she died, so she was dying. Mm. It's not like she was fine. Sorry. It's all right. We bring down the Well, the, the, I mean ultimately we are talking about grief, aren't we? I know, but you know, let's look at the bright side of it all. Come on. Every cloud. It was always my motto. Mad, isn't it? It's 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 the the it it is the whole thing is is crazy. And it's only when these things happen you discover so many different elements of the whole process, the whole process of being a father, a husband, a, um, someone who's lost a child, someone who's got, and it's just well. Then, so to, to to wrap up because I've got to collect the kids. Absolutely um, fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on duty tonight. Um, but like grandparents, I'm giving back at the end of the day. No, um, so you know that's why I came up with this sort of charity idea it, to a certain degree. And and you know this is a this is a start of a journey, and we don't know where it's going to go. We have zero followers on social media, but we are going to use social media to to push this out because it's important. It's I, I feel it's the generation that are going to relate to it are going to be unfortunately in a situation some of your you know with friends they're going to have friends who've experienced loss of a child etc cetera, etc cetera. and i want we want to make people understand that this is this is a unfortunately i i sell international property for a living um you'd probably know that um and i always sit there helping people with their lifestyle needs um and adapting their lifestyle and you know, buying multi-million pound houses and I love the job and I lo love the people I work with and, um, you know, there's things that are happening there which are really exciting. And the one thing that always dawned on me is that, well, I can also help people who have to adapt their lifestyles to unforeseen circumstances. And that's what I want to do as part of this process. If someone is dealing with a terminal illness of a child, someone is dealing with a chronic con uh, diagnosis of a condition like cerebral palsy, even autism or, or whatever. That's the sort of people we want to target. And that's why we I came up with the name in-house because I want to collaborate and work with um, charities who are already established, but dig into their sort of charity and look at, sort of sectors of maybe the charity that they are overlooking so maybe the dads the fathers of children um there are amazing charities out there and i do believe that there is an there is an opportunity for us to create something really special and this is day one this day is one. day one 100 percent. And, and it was only after i think we we had chatting about it i suddenly remembered some 
dads, friends, yeah. but incredibly close to the period, the time, yeah. they've gone through it and they're going through it. And later mm. on, and other people from totally different walks of life. Mm. And so when you start thinking like, oh my God, I could speak to this. Mm. And, and absolutely, I want, and also people that we don't know. This is this is the whole thing is that we really do want dads, especially that that's the main, the main crux of it. Absolutely. Um, I'll speak to other people as well. Yeah, but wrong. that's... But you know, it, that's, it, that's what it but is. But it does affect, you know, you don't have to be a dad. I mean, no. it does affect your uncles. It does affect yeah. grandfathers. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I don't I don't want to just limit it, but at the same time, I can I can relate more and in this world we live in today and I don't want to come across as you know, ignorant or whatever and but men. Yep. Men. Men don't talk and I want to get them talking, and I think you do too. Yeah. And I think by going over time today, we've done enough talking, haven't we? I think we have, for now. <laughs> See, I've tried to wrap it up three times. I'm not saying anything else. Thanks, Lee. It's been amazing. Okay. I'm giving you a virtual hug. <laughs> right. We can do real hugs, though, can't we? Yeah, we won't be seeing yeah, your camera, so it's absolutely fine. So, yeah, cool. All right. Okay. See you soon.